praise your name, Jesus. Well, we're going to be starting out something new this evening. And uh, we want to welcome those that may be watching online tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Thank those that have come out in the house of the Lord tonight. We're just glad for each and every one. Uh, we're going to start, uh, it won't be a really long series, but I'm going to start a series of messages. We're going to talk about seven lies of Satan. Seven lies of Satan. Um, the Bible tells us that um, the devil is a great deceiver. And he's deceiving a lot of people in this world today. There's a lot of people who are blinded by the enemy. And uh, they're, they got, it's like they got blinders on and they can't uh, really see. I mean, even when the word is being taught or preached, they, uh, they hear it. But a lot of times it just seems to go over, and uh, they can't uh, understand what the Word of God says, or they don't want to. But um, it all—it's all about the devil and uh, his deception. Um, the scripture we're going to be using uh, as a reference is John chapter eight and verse forty-four. And Jesus was talking to the um, Sadducees and the Pharisees, which was religious people. They were, they were religious denominations that existed back in that time. And this is what Jesus told them. He says, you are of your father, the devil. Woo! Now, People think sometimes pastors today gets a little tight. But I don't recall ever telling nobody that. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you are of your father, the devil. These are the words of Jesus. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Do you know it's impossible for the devil to speak truth? Everything that proceeds from him is a lie. We talk about that's impossible for God to lie, which the Bible teaches us. Well, likewise, it's impossible for the devil to tell the truth. He said that uh, the devil was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. 
The devil is the father of all lies. Amen. Now, I don't have this on the screen, but I'm going to read this scripture again in God's Word translation. And I'll read slow and you just listen to it. You come from your father, the devil, and you desire to do what your father wants you to do. The devil was a murderer from the beginning. He has never been truthful. He doesn't know what the truth is. <laughs> and it's kind of like that movie. I don't remember what the name of it was. But I remember seeing. Uh, I remember seeing a guy on the witness stand say, "You can't handle the truth." Uh, when he's. Uh, Whenever he tells a lie, he's doing what comes naturally to him. He is a liar and the father of lies. So, this gives us a breakdown in exactly what we're dealing with when we deal with the devil. A lot of people say, well, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to serve God because I don't want to be in bondage by nothing. I don't want to be in bondage by God or some church or some pastor. I don't want to be under that bondage. But I'm going to tell you what. Everybody serves something. Everybody serves something or someone. You might think you're doing your thing, but like the scripture that I read to you, if you're not living for God, you desire to do what your Father wants you to do. Everybody who's not been born again of the water and the Spirit is a puppet of the devil. He pulls the strings. And you don't have any choice. You're under his control. The only way you can hope to be free from him is come to Christ. And yield yourself to him. So that's what we're dealing with. Now, as we're laying a little foundation here tonight, I'm going to start off by asking three questions. And uh, wouldn't mind seeing a show of hands. First question How many of you here have ever been lied to? That's 100%. Question number two. How many of you have ever been lied about? I can remember. I can remember the first time that somebody told a lie on me. I can't remember what the lie was now, but it hit me so much. And it wasn't until I started pastoring a church. I came home from church one night and I got a phone call and somebody telling me what somebody told them that I supposedly had said or done. And it was totally false. Fake news. <laughs> and man, it blew me away. I mean, cause, I mean, I was, well, I was, 
I, I was in my 30s, in my early 30s, and I'd live that long, and as far as I know, let me say that, as far as I knew about it, nobody ever told a lie on me. Third question. How many of you have ever told a lie? Well, I better move on before I make somebody tell a lie tonight. You know? <laughs> Glory to God. Satan is the master of deception. He works that deception in many ways, but chiefly through lying. Amen. The devil wants you to believe some lies that will destroy you and destroy your family. The devil has got some lies that will destroy your marriage, your children, your hopes and dreams, and of course, finally, your soul. Amen. Satan is nobody's friend. And he's never done anyone any favors. Uh, tonight, as we begin our study, I want to make us all keenly aware of just how the devil operates. Now, we read the scripture to begin with, in John 8 and 44, that Jesus said he is a liar and the father of lies. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. Now, if you understand that about the devil, that he is the father of lies, if I lie or if you lie, we are demonstrating kinship with Satan. Amen. If we lie or use deception, we're demonstrating kinship with the devil. Now, I don't know about you tonight, but I want, every, I want to leave here with a greater dimension of truth than ever before. Hallelujah. And to kind of sum up everything I've said in my little introduction here, always remember this. You don't want to never reject truth when truth is presented to you. Don't never reject it. When you reject truth, you are left and forced to believe a lie. There's no other alternative. If I reject truth, if truth is presented to me and I reject it, then I've got nothing left but a lie. Hallelujah. And truth is important. Truth is important. There's another scripture that Jesus, and I didn't have this in my notes, but it's just, it just come to me. 
Jesus said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. So don't ever reject truth. Now, I got for the subject titled, Seven Lies of Satan. Now, I'm, I want to do a little disclaimer here. Uh, kind of, I know if you notice sometimes when a television program is coming on, especially something maybe that's going to be a religious broadcast or political, whatever, a lot of times the television station like Channel 5 or Channel 4, whatever, they'll put up on the screen down at the bottom that the things that is going to be said in this program is not necessarily, you know, something that we agree with. That's a disclaimer. And I want to start off by the disclaimer here. I'm using this this phrase seven, and we're going to be dealing with, with the seven. I'm not telling you that the devil only has seven lies he wants you to believe. I know that everybody in this house and everybody watching my live stream, you'll be able to come up with a, with, with a lie of some kind and think about a lie that the devil wants us to believe that maybe I didn't cover as one of these seven. We're just using this as a subject matter to get a better understanding about how, who we're dealing with when we deal with the devil. So I'm not saying by no means that there's only seven. There are many hundreds more, probably thousands. All kind of lies the devil, the devil wants to get you to believe. But I feel like that these seven form a foundation out of which branch off many, many more in different directions. So the first one, Satan wants you to believe, number one, there is no God. Remember, I said these seven that we're going to be covering are things that build a foundation that many other lies come out of. Now, my little devil up there looks cute, but don't never think the devil's cute. Now, he don't come with, the devil don't ever appear to you uh, with a pitchfork and pointed tail anyway. Matter of fact, that kind of looks like one of my family members. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got, Brother, Brother Kyle, will you please answer me a question? I did, not, I did not call no names, did I? And I've always been told, Jessica, that if you throw a rock and a pack of dogs in one hit, it's going to do the yelping. <laughs> now, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Satan wants you to believe that there is no God. There have always been various classes of atheism in the world. Although not in the majority, there's, atheists has never been in the majority because idolatry has always surpassed atheism. There's always been more people worship many gods, idolatry. But 
atheism has always been here. But in these last days, there seems to be a growing surgency of atheism and agnostics. I'm seeing more and more all the time. I think it's a sign of the times that we are living in. Some of you might remember last year a story I told about a young girl that I carry. And um, this year she's a little older. And uh, what somebody else says don't bother her no more. And she has gotten, as she's getting older, she's getting bolder. And I'm, I, I'm a saying in my spirit, oh, Lord, I wish there was some kind of way. But you, as I said when I told about this story a year ago, you know somebody that young is getting it being fed to them by mom and dad. But now... As I'm driving down the road, I, I can hear conversations going on behind me, and she's just adamant by, by telling other, other students, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in Jesus, I don't believe in the Bible. She made a comment a couple of weeks ago that just made me shiver. She said, I would like to burn the Bible. Now, this is coming from a third grader. So the devil does got some folks in this world food. And he wants you to believe that there is no God. I think that's the first lie that he's, he wants to get everybody, and he's getting more and more people on that bandwagon. Psalms 14 and 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, they have done abominable works, there is none who does good. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, Sister Darlene likes that amplified version, so I looked that up. I don't have have that available up on the screen, <laughs> but I thought this was pretty good. Psalms 14 and 1, amplified version. The empty-headed fool has said in his heart. The empty-headed fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Mm. Well, if the devil can get you to believe that lie, he's got you pretty well wrapped up. And it's only going to be able to be God through his spirit that's going to be able to break the shell. But more and more are going that path today and they are getting bolder because now they're wanting to stand up. It's atheist groups that's been coming up at Christmas time trying to get cities not to have um, uh, um, nativity scenes at Christmas. Amen. 
But I'm going to tell you this. If you don't believe in God, and you don't believe in the Bible, how come you celebrate Christmas? Period. Because if it wasn't for the Bible, and if it wasn't for God, there would be no Christmas. Christmas didn't start at the North Pole. Christmas started in Bethlehem at a stable. Amen. So that's the first lie. He wants us to believe there is no God. And then, the second one, Satan wants you to believe that God's word is not true. He wants you to believe that the Word of God is not true. Now, when we talk about the Word of God, the Word of God is just not in the black book that we have here that we open up. You can take that black book like that one said and, and somebody can burn it, but I got news for you. You hadn't destroyed the Word of God. The Word of God is eternal. The Word of God is written, there's the written Word, there's the spoken Word, and there's the living Word. Jesus is the living Word. He's the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. But all of that, the devil wants to get you to believe that God's Word is not true. God told Adam and Eve not to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Let's just look at that in Genesis. Now when the serpent was talking to Eve, what he had to get her to do is to believe that what God said is not true. Because look at what he said here in verse 4, Genesis chapter 3. And the serpent said to the woman, Ye shall not surely die. What's he doing? He's calling God a lie. Because God had told them, The day you eat of the, of the fruit, the forbidden fruit, you're going to die. So the devil's trying to get Adam and Eve here to believe that that's not so. He does it every Sunday as people go to church houses and, and uh, the man of God stands and ministers under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and tells people, amen, what's right. A lot of times while they're sitting there, the devil's sitting on their shoulder whispering in the ear, oh no, you don't have to do that. Especially if you're talking about holiness. Uh, you don't have to do all that stuff. Well, see, the devil's lying to you. And if you go along with it, you're believing the lie of the devil. He said, you won't surely die. Look at this. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, 
Then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Amen. Now, he tried, first he tried to say, well, you know, God, the word God told you is not true. Matter of fact is, God knows that if you eat of it, you're going to be like God. You're going to be a, a walking God. He said, that's what it's all about. You see, what he's doing here, he's appealing to Eve's ego. He's trying to appeal to her ego. You'll be like God's. Just take a bite. You'll be like God's. Now let, let me as pastor speak some wisdom into you right now. When anyone appeals to your ego, they are attempting to manipulate and control you. That's a fact. The devil knows how to appeal somebody's ego, and I don't care, we all got an ego. Start telling somebody how pretty their hairdo is or how good that dress or clothes looks on them or, you know, oh, man, you're just so intelligent and smart. There's a lot of ways that you can appeal to somebody's ego. And I promise you, church, that when they tried to appeal to your ego like the devil did to Eve, what he was trying to do was to manipulate her and control her. I, I won't go into a lot of details, but I've had that happen to me right here in this building. I've had people just come to me. There have been different ones come to me and try just to butter me up, telling me a bunch of good stuff just so that they can... Uh, move in and get me to go along with something and agree with something. It's manipulation and control. The serpent had Eve eaten right out of his hand even before she had ever took a bite from the tree. And he did so by getting her to believe the word of God wasn't true. Amen. I'm going to try to get one more. I'm pushing close to my quitting time. But I want to get I want to get the third one tonight. Satan wants you to believe there is no consequences of sin. That's another lie the devil wants people to believe. I'll go ahead. If it feels good, do it. There's no consequences of sin. Wouldn't, wouldn't the serpent tell on Eve that? He said, no, you won't die. He was, he was telling her then that there wasn't no consequences of sin. But uh, the fact is, folks, 
any time we go against God, there's going to be some consequences to pay. We go against His Word, there's going to be some consequences to pay. You see, because the pleasure... Uh, a carnal gratification of sin, it's easy for Satan to trick you into believing that all is well when you are living for the moment. But nothing can be further from the truth. And there is pleasure in sin. I've heard people get up and say, well, you know, there ain't no pleasure in sin. If there wasn't no pleasure in sin, we wouldn't have such a problem with it. In fact, the Bible talking about Moses said he, he had rather suffer the affliction of the people of God than the pleasures of sin for a season. There is pleasure in sin, but it's only for a season. A short period of time. But after that's over, there's going to be consequences. Let's read some scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 11 and 12. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. See, Consequences don't happen a lot of times overnight or instantaneous. Because the sentence against an evil work, or let's just say sin, is not executed speedily or right away, the heart of the sons of men is set, fully set in them to do evil. Verse 12. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times. Now, get, notice this. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 12. Might do you good to write that down or underline it or whatever, not never forget that. A sinner does evil a hundred times, and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God and who fear before Him. It might take a while, but the Bible says, Whatsoever man soweth, what? That's what he's going to reap. Sooner or later, it's going to come up. It's going to catch up with you. Romans 6 and 23, we're talking about the devil wants you to believe that there ain't no consequences of sin. Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin or the payment of sin, or the penalty of sin, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, there is consequences to sin. Romans 2 and 5, and I'm going to read, and this will be all tonight. Romans chapter 2, verses 5 through 10. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, 
You are treasuring up for yourselves wrath in the day of wrath and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. You might not be suffering the consequences of sin today, tomorrow, next week, next year. But the Bible says you keep doing wrong, you keep walking in the wrong. What you're doing is building up. That somewhere way out there, when when you least expect it, the boom's going to be lowered on you. Continue to read that. Who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, he said indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Don't believe the devil's lie that there's no consequences for sin. Don't believe Satan's lie that the word of God isn't true. Don't believe the devil's lie that there is no God. We covered three of them tonight. Lord willing, we will pick up from there next week. Let's all stand together.